Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Yep. She died today, two days before Valentine's Day, as I'm speaking this, and knowing that her family is devastated, especially her husband of many years, Tom, period. She's been in my Bible study for two years, and I've watched her faithfully attend just after coming out of advanced chemotherapy sometimes with her little frail body and her mind somewhat muddled because she's had to go through so many treatments and so many drugs and being in stage four cancer. Why would she even attempt to drive herself at nighttime once a week to a Bible study in a church that wasn't as close to her house as her own church was? The answer is because Linda, as I will call her, wanted to be with those that she could set an example for and encourage as she was also encouraged. I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people who are non-believers, but for those of us that are in Bible studies, we understand that Valentine's Day in heaven doesn't sound very bad at all. There's not a Valentine's Day in heaven, of course, at least nothing that the Bible points to. But Linda right now is right where she was longing to be, except for a couple of factors. Number one, she, of course, would miss her husband and knew that it was going to leave him devastated and grieving. She hated leaving her friends and family as well. But number two, she felt like she still had work here to do on earth, and she still had loved ones and family members that had not trusted in Christ as their Savior, and that's what she was hoping for and praying for the most in her family, is that all of them would come to know that same glorious love and and resurrection feeling that she has had since she trusted in Christ as her Savior. She would smile. She would laugh when we told her that she was an encouragement to us. And let me just tell you, for her family and friends that are listening, she truly was. When we came in with our little petty aches and pains and issues going on in our families, and here Linda came in in stage four cancer, having driven hours and hours from her last chemotherapy or having to fly in from another source where she was also having advanced treatment. She had gone through so much in the past few years that I hadn't even known how truly beautiful she was until I saw the old pictures of her. Her hair had fallen out, so she usually wore a wig or something on her head, but she also was so thin and pale and unable to do so much physically that I only saw the outer shell of who she used to be. Those of us that have known people a long time, and then we see them when they go through troubles or illnesses later, they look so gaunt and so old and so helpless, and it makes us sad because we remember how robust and beautiful they once were. 
But I didn't know that about Carol. I had only experienced her as a cancer survivor. Yes, she had survived several bouts of cancer before, and now this was the final one that would send her into heaven. Not actually the virus that did that at all, but it was that God said, now it's your time, Linda. Now it's time, my good and faithful servant, well done. You have fulfilled what I have called you to do. And now let the work that you did here, the example that you are leaving, bring others to know that same wonderful Savior that you loved so much from earth and that you now see face to face and you will know him even as you are known. That's what it says in the Bible, that she gets to know God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, just as she has been known all these years. No, I don't understand that. Of course, I don't understand that. But I believe it, and I receive it, and I rejoice, and I'm not mourning and crying for Linda. I'm mourning and crying for her friends and family that she's leaving behind. That's why we hate funerals. That's why we hate saying goodbye because we know that for a while we will be separated. If it's someone that's a fellow believer, you will see them. For those that are not believers, you probably won't see them. And I hate to even think about that, as some of the old-time pastors used to preach on heaven and hell, repent or be burned. And yet, isn't that pretty much what sums it up? I don't know. All I know is, if it's true, it's true. You can't change truth. You can't rename it. You can't change the word value. You can't change the history of it. All you can change is yourself and how you think about death and what you know you will experience. When my family all stood around my dad's bedside in the hospital just a couple of years ago, we rejoiced. I know we cried for our mom. We cried for the daddy we used to know. But this was this shell of a man that was not the strong, robust father that we had known growing up. And my brother, who is in ministry, played hymns round the clock in his bed on a little radio iPod that he was uh, plugging in his ear so that the last words that my dad heard were two sets of voices, actually, the song of an a cappella choir singing, How Great Thou Art, and my mom looking at him long enough as he opened his eyes, and she said, I love you. And with his eyes barely open and unable to hear his voice, we still saw him mouth the words, I love you. And those were the last words my dad spoke. And we saw this sweet man pleasantly go from life to death. His body turned colder and his skin turned gray. And yet we rejoiced and we sang, How Great Thou Art. And a nurse who had been there with us was weeping violently because she didn't understand how a family can rejoice when their loved one is dying. And of course, my brother told her the reason why, and that's when she too said, can I know this Jesus as my Savior? 
And he said, of course you can. And we all prayed with her. See, everybody we come in contact with, even if you're listening right now and you don't have any idea what I'm even talking about, this is the best time for you right here at Valentine's Day, not just to know the greatest love you can have on earth. I believe that mom and dad had that. I believe my husband and I have that. We have been together 50 years and we know each other so personally and intimately that we feel as if we are one And that's what the Bible says we are. But there is a greater love. And God said, greater love hath no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Christ came to do, to live, to tell us all about it, to die in our place for our sins, that no matter how bad we've been, where we've been, how many people we've hurt, who we've touched who we haven't touched in our lifetime, he says, I love you this much. And from the cross, his arms are extended as if he just wants to give you a big hug. And he says, I paid the price. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You can't be bad enough not to receive it if you truly want to receive me as your Savior. That's what I pray for you, my friends, just as Linda now knows personally and intimately face-to-face with God himself. No, we can't imagine it. So just picture the greatest love you have here on earth, whether it's a spouse or a child or a parent. You know that love? Multiply it by millions and billions beyond what we can ever know or think or even fathom. God, thank you as we celebrate Valentine's Day this year and we send out heart cards to our loved ones. We write texts and emails to those we love. Never let us forget the greatest of all loves. It was always you, the one who created us, the one who formed us uniquely in our mother's womb, the one who loves us infinitely far beyond what we could ever even know agape love means. And yet you're teaching us as we grow day by day, little by little, coming into eternity, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Linda did a lot for him and it still lives on. My daddy did a lot, and it still lives on. I pray that what I do in sharing the gospel and the love and the peace and the patience and all of the gifts that God has given me, the greatest example is joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's my greatest gift, to be an encourager. And I encourage you this Valentine's Day, just step out and say, God, I want to know your son, Christ. Please teach me, and he will. And happy Valentine's Day. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.